This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe with you. The Americans did it again. They lost a Ryder Cup in Europe. Nick, are you surprised? Not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. I am a little irritated, not at the American, a little irritated at the Americans, more irritated at the Ryder Cup in general. Oh. I've got some, I've got some feelings on that. Okay. I will, I will attempt to articulate them uh, in this, in this wee hour of the morning a little bit later on, but uh, I'm a little, I'm a little irritated. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that for now. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. Please rate and review the podcast. We have no bit. It just, 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 just rate and review. The Ryder Cup's over. The leading point getter in 2025. Yeah, leave who you think the captain's going to be in 2025 because it's not going to be Zach Johnson. I'm doing my best, folks. I'm sure you heard Captain Zach talk about the fact that there was an illness going through the U.S. team. I think I picked it up. I'm, I'm I don't have 14 clubs in the bag tonight, but we're going to try to get through this. So, Nick, what is your like initial thought about the loss? Because I've got a lot, but what what do you think initially? Like, you're not surprised, obviously, but like, what do you think? I okay. It was. I feel like it was a little bit of a embarrassing performance from the United States. Um, you go zero and four to open to in the opening session. There's pretty much no coming back from that on European soil. There was a nine and seven loss. In this Ryder Cup, like I will, Scotty I will not forget tears. that. I will for, not forget that anytime soon. That's embarrassing. Both of those things should not happen in elite professional sports. Like that is, those are, are both very, very embarrassing. And I will say, despite all that, I mean, they kind of made it close-ish towards the. I mean, like really as close as it could be, but it really wasn't close. It was never in doubt. It was a snooze fest. Um. My, my overarching takeaway, this is what I was teasing in the beginning, is like until they fix the Ryder Cup in this one specific thing about the Ryder Cup, we're not going to have a good watchable product. As long as the home team is setting up the course oh. and manipulating that whole aspect of it, we're not going to get a good Ryder Cup. It's been 11 years since the road team won a Ryder Cup. And since then, it was 2012. The closest matches have been 16 and a half to 11 and a half, which is basically what this year's match was, which was a snooze fest. It's not interesting and it's not going to get any better. Two years ago, <coughs> excuse me, the United States trounced Europe 19 to 9 on home soil. If we go to Europe this year, they roll out the same charade. Europe controls from that get go and it's, and it's an embarrassing. And it's going to be the same thing two years from now unless they change anything. So, I, I'm irritated because the Ryder Cup has so much potential, so much pageantry. It's, it, it could be so great, but it's just getting worse and worse every edition. And it's like, we I feel like we're being robbed as fans of what could be a really good product. I really didn't expect you to go with the setup as the thing that is the issue with the Ryder Cup right now. But you're right. I mean, there hasn't been a competitive one in a while. Um, everyone seems to hold serve. There just isn't a lot of intrigue in the end there was a little bit on Sunday where the United States got to a point where if they had won all four matches to close the day out 
they would have won the cup and Ricky promptly splashed one in the water to dash the hopes. Right. But like, we're looking at this thing, Joe. Like, look at what you just said. We're, there's 12 matches. Right. We're looking at, like, if the United States wins <clears throat> all four right. of the last matches that are out there, two of which weren't even in the one we were one down, one we were tied, and two we were leading. So it's not even like we just got to get this home. It was like we got to flip a match. We got to hang on in another one. We got to – it was, like, far-fetched to begin with just to – that would have been to retain the cup anyways. It's like, this is never going to happen. If you look at like the win probability, there was like less than a 1% chance of all of those happening. And, 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 I, and I will say this. I'm not even going to sit here and say like, specifically like the long rough and the narrow fairways or whatever. Like you can say that the United States players hit just as, are just as accurate or whatever. I just don't think it's a coincidence that the home team is dominant. And I don't think it has to do with six or eight hour plane ride. And I, I did pull this quote from when uh, Marco Simone was redesigned. Uh, when Marco Simone Golf Club, Golf and Country Club, created in 1991, won the right to host this year's Ryder Cup, Samson, the original designer, was called upon to redesign it. A major part of his remit was to make a course that gave Europe their best possible chance of continuing the remarkable run of success on home soil dating back three decades. So, what... what I'm not saying specifically like long rough means the United States can't win. I'm yeah. just saying they're they're pulling these levers years and years in advance. And, and, and as long as you give the home team that opportunity to put the advantage in their favor, they're going to do it. And you can't argue with the results. You can't say we've had a good Ryder Cup in the last 10 years because we haven't. So what is the alternative to allowing the home team to – set up the course just get an independent third party to set up the course in a neutral way either either that or you just have both host organizations like be involved with it the whole way because i don't know if you're ever really going to get an independent like a truly independent like you're either you're rooting for one team or the other i guess you could get like the koreans to do it um but you could just have both entities like the pga of america and in the european tour just involved from start to finish in both sites and just see what happens. It's an interesting idea. Um, I thought the course was really exciting. The 16th hole was spectacular. Just a, a late par four that's drivable that I think everyone, someone chipped in for Eagle all three days, which is pretty exciting. Um, Straka did it on Sunday. I don't know, man. Um, the setup, the setup I thought was interesting. I think it has to just do more with, and obviously the trend you're speaking of is is pretty consistent and 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 over the course of a decade i just think the europeans were in better form coming in um the guys who were at the top of the heap were playing really well and the americans were not if you look at the top point getters for europe rory had 4 points tyrrell hatton had 3 and a half he almost was the top point getter ahead of 18 to 1 so close mm. vic hovland was 3 and a half tommy was 3 and a half rom was 3 and if you look at the big dogs for the U.S., Scotty Chef, Scotty Chef grinded out a point in four matches. Xander had one point. Morikawa had one point. JT and Brooks were the top captain's picks in terms of points for the United States. And Max Homa, all on his own, kept the Ryder Cup alive literally by making an eight-footer on 18, which was one of the gutsiest putts I've ever seen. And he had three and a half points and Max now has seven and a half points in two team competitions. 
Scotty Scheffler didn't win a match. No, he sure he played didn't. Four times, didn't win a match. Sure didn't. I mean, um, where, where are the boys? I mean, Sam Burns, yeah, one and two. If you look at Jordan Spieth, oh two and two. Scheffler, oh two and two. Justin Jordan Thomas, Spieth, one two and one. Xander was the worst golfer at Mar- I mean, Marco is, Simone. Jordan Spieth was Ricky unbelievably Fowler, 0 bad. And 2. Yeah, this yeah, is, it's all well, it's all bad. Ricky apparently was stricken with COVID. Zach Johnson, look, I don't think the captains make that much of a difference. I truly don't. I think you can keep morale up. You can make captain's picks. You can screw it up more than I think you can help. But I thought Zach Johnson was like inexcusably embarrassing in press conferences. I think it was a flat-out embarrassment at the way he handled questions, the ex- the the way that he, he leaked the fact that the U.S. team was sick or that COVID was going around after they got trounced the first day, if they were up six and a half to one and a half, you think that would have been mentioned at any point? No, of course not. And then he went over the top to say how it wasn't an excuse. His entire demeanor was defensive, evasive. I thought he was an embarrassment representing the United States. I really do. And we talked about this after the 2021 Ryder Cup, Nick. Why isn't Steve Stricker just going to be the captain henceforth? And if I was the European side, I would say, why not just have Luke Donald motherfucker did his opening speech in Italian. That's who you want captaining your team in Italy. It was impressive. And I just think Zach just had the wrong demeanor. There's no dogs on this team. Like if you say who the heart and soul of Europe is, it's Rory, it's Rom, it's Sugar Shane Lowry, it's Tyrrell Hatton. There's a million guys. It's Vic. If it's the U.S. side, it's, it's Max Homa. And and that's it. Scotty yeah, Chef's not informed. It's kind of like scary to be like, I, I don't feel comfortable, no offense to Max, but like putting all my eggs in that basket right now. It's, it seems the like guy has one top soon. 10 in majors. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't put your eggs in that basket. He's been a killer in two events. That's great. He seems to peak in the fall. But besides him, um, you know, just hey, kudos to Zach. Justin Thomas turned out to be an okay pick. He didn't light the world on fire, but he played good in a couple of matches. He was never going to well, be because he was be not being compared to people who are <laughs> are doing anything. It's like you look down the list and it's like, well, I guess one and a half points actually turned out to be okay. But like going into it, if you say JT is good for one and a half points, you'd say no, leave him home. Exactly. And I'm not going to do the Monday morning quarterback of saying like, well, he should have looked at Bryson. He should have looked at DJ. Those guys aren't making a difference. The final margin was a lot closer than this Ryder Cup actually felt. This was and ass kicking. This was just as bad as it was on American soil. And to your point, Nick, I would be shocked if the American side doesn't go with an intermediary before they go back to Europe. In 25, you're probably going to win that Ryder Cup, okay? You need to wait until 27, and that's when you play your ultimate card, and you bring Tiger motherfucking Woods to Europe, and that is how you end this streak. Short, I'm I'm saying the F word a lot, folks. I'm sorry, I'm sick, I'm delirious. Tiger Woods is the guy that you need to flip the script, okay? I know that he's not known for his Ryder Cup record, but you need Tiger to be the guy to change the momentum in Europe. The European team is better, it's deeper. Robert friggin' McIntyre got two and a half points for Europe. Every single Euro got at least... One point, with the exception of Nikolai Hokegaard. And it was just it was just embarrassing from start to finish. It, it truly it was. was. I woke up on Friday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific and the radical was over. 
Yes, exactly. Like, how much does that suck? So I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the captain thing because I, I think we can. I don't have the answer. Maybe it's Tiger Woods. Maybe it's somebody else. I don't know. I don't have the name. Tiger doesn't come to mind because of that Ryder Cup record is so boring compared to everything else he's done in his career. But sure, I'm not going to argue with that. What I think needs to happen is Team USA, Team USA Golf needs to appoint a captain to a four-year term tomorrow morning and say, you are going to be the captain of yeah. a home and a road President's Cup and a home and a road Ryder Cup. And those three cups are going to be, they're going to lead up to a road Ryder Cup. Like you get you get three chances to, to live and learn before you go. The ultimate prize is to go win a Ryder Cup in Europe. You have three cups of experience working with guys, pairing guys together, different formats, whatever you want to do, you're in charge for four years, and it culminates with a road Ryder Cup. Like, if we are serious about winning on the road, that's the format. That's the model, like, to give somebody in charge the best chance to actually do it. Because just saying, like, hey, Zach Johnson, you're kind of goofy. You won a couple majors. You should be Ryder Cup captain sometime. How about now? Like, that's not working, and there's no point to that. No, there really isn't. Strick should have been the guy. I don't know who the guy is for a four-year term. feels like a lot for Tiger to take on, given all his business ventures. Maybe it's someone like a Freddie Couples. Freddie still seems to connect with the younger generation, even though he's in his mid-60s. It's kind of amazing. You need a figure to be the one in charge like almost like team usa basketball or or something like that yes just like just like a national coach um i don't know who the right person is yeah maybe maybe it is stricker um it's not zach johnson i'll I'll tell you that much he was did you see any of his press conferences it was just like i couldn't imagine being inspired less by someone hearing them talk just like folksy and like i i don't know the, the 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 whole pat cantley thing which we can get into next but the way he handed all of that was just ridiculous. Do you want to do you want to get to the Pat Cantlay stuff? Um, yeah, but before we just to transition to caddies, yeah. like, w- could the guy be Bones? Maybe he could. Maybe they couldn't. Like, could could it be Bones, or, or is this ridiculous? Is bones this, for a Ryder Cup captain for for a four year captain, Team USA captain. I'm 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 gonna say that's a hard pass for me. Okay. I don't I don't I don't want okay. Bones leading my team. <laughs> okay. Do you do you want Bones being the Ryder Cup captain? I don't know. I don't know who the guy. There's not. A, there's not a guy that, that stands out. I mean, I guess that's true. But like, I wouldn't have said Luke Donald was the guy, and he turned out to be the guy. Luke Donald was a backup pick. This was supposed to be Henrik's yeah. turn. Yeah. He joined Liv, and How whoops, that? that didn't work out. Yep. Okay. Let's get to the Pat Cantley thing. So Pat Cantley's not wearing a hat. There was a story that came out on Twitter, kind of blew up during the morning session. Um, basically, Pat Cantley's not wearing a hat because he wants to get paid for the Ryder Cup. This is what the story says, because he wants to get paid for the Ryder Cup, and this is his subtle protest. It becomes a thing where the European fans are, like, waving their hats. It's a whole thing. People are talking about it. People are asking about it. Pat Cantlay's asked about it after being ballsy down the stretch. The last match on Saturday, he scratched out a half on 16-117, made, like, a 40-footer on 18 to flip that match and give USA even a glimmer of hope going into Sunday. He's asked about it afterwards. He said, oh, the hat doesn't fit. That's a, that's why I don't wear a hat at the Ryder Cup. It doesn't fit. And then Zach Johnson backs up this BS by saying, oh, well, he didn't wear a hat in the 2021 Ryder Cup uh, because it doesn't fit, too. And it's like, <laughs> what, are we do- what are we doing? You guys have no credit. When you say stuff like that, you lose yeah. any credibility for anything that comes out of your mouth. 
truly embarrassing stuff. Yes. Pat Cantlay was amazing on the course. Besides Max, he was the best player for the United States team. I can't imagine wanting an American player to succeed less right now than Pat Cantlay, with the exception of maybe Pat Reed. I find him a detestable figure on the golf course. The way he conducts himself is just like slow, methodical. I find him very hard to root for. Our buddy Brian Romy made a really good point. He's like, I want America to win. I like the Euro players better. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. You, you want to get into the Lacava stuff? Let's go. What do, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> uh, embarrassing. I, I mean, it kind of just follows the theme of this whole yeah. Ryder Cup. It's embarrassing. Right. It's embarrassing. From, from start and to like, finish. I saw people like posting different angles and be like, he's not even in Roy's line. That shouldn't be a thing you have to say to defend somebody. It's, it's like, so true. No, this caddy isn't trampling Rory's line in the last part of the Ryder Cup. Why is that something that you're coming to somebody's defense for saying? Like Nobody's had to say that about me. It was like the Zapruder film. And I did see an incredibly wide angle that I think Sky Sports had. He is doing it intentionally. He's doing it for a long time. It's ridiculous. Even if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, which I'm not, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He has a putt to tie the match. To And, and embarrassing stuff from Joe LaCava, like truly embarrassing stuff. Um, and and for, for that's Pat Cantlay's caddy. I'm sure everyone who's listening is aware of that. Formerly Tiger's caddy, been around the block for a long time. Really, really bad look. Yeah. I think I think embarrassed is just my overall takeaway from this Ryder Cup. Like, like start to finish. The 9-7 and seven loss, the 0-4, like, session, the, the Pat Cantlay hat thing, the Joe LaCava thing. And it's like, man... I am. I'm embarrassed for Team USA. Like this is not. This is not okay. I'm embarrassed for the USA coverage. This is not a unique take, but NBC did a horrible job covering this thing. The playing through is happening during pivotal moments during the Ryder Cup, where 70% of my screen is Tony Finau and Annika Sormstan playing with just a driver and a putter in the stupid commercial that runs forever, and the 30% of my screen is the pivotal moments of an event that happens once every two years. Zinger needs to be uh, tarred and feathered. He's gotten so bad as, as a broadcaster. It's, it's again, embarrassing. Um, he referenced the Pat Cantley story. He called it doo-doo. He said the writers should be embarrassed. Like, I, I understand sticking up for the guys. Zinger has captain a Ryder Cup team, so I get it. He knows these guys. I get all that. But, like, have some sense of objectivity or at least be able to articulate it in a way where you're adding something to the conversation rather than just sounding like an insane old man in the booth, which is what he does. Yeah. Um, uh, did you have something else? I, I wanted to get to the three things that we talked about in our preview. Yeah, let's, 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 let's close the loop on those. Okay, great. So in our preview, Nick and I each picked three things, three storylines that um, we wanted to see in the 2023 Ryder Cup, and let's do a little review. Um, my first one <laughs> didn't quite happen. Can America break the streak? Emphatically, no, they can't. Yeah, it's that going to question be... was answered before before most of America woke up on Friday. It's going to be at least 32 years between victories for America. Well, 34, because in, in Europe. two years from now, it'll be in the United States. Guess what, Nick? Um, oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, yes. 34. I'm going to be in my early 40s. We're going to be in our early 40s the next time that they have an opportunity to do this. That is um, incredible. I will say, and, and just before you move on, 
yeah. after the 2021 Ryder Cup, I actually think I texted you and Romy and said, guys, I'm so jacked up right now. I'm game to go to Rome in 2023 to this Ryder Cup. I am so glad I did not do it. If you're not listening, do not go to a Ryder Cup in Europe if you're a United States fan. You're going to spend all this time planning this trip, all this money, and after one session, the whole thing's going to be over. Usually I would agree with you. Rome looks pretty tight, and it was like 80 degrees, um, and we watched like an hour of it, and it looked beautiful. Lacey was like, why don't we go to Rome? And I'm just like, God damn it. I said, hey, do, do you want to go to upstate New York in two years? Do you want to do that instead? <laughs> I haven't got an answer yet. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, it's my Long next Island, Bethpage. Is, is Bethpage in Long Island? Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to make or break it. <laughs> that's not going to be the deciding factor. No, that, that, that won't be the deciding factor. Uh, my second one was which team will handle the transition better? Clearly, Europe. Europe is incorporating new guys while using the old old boys to do things well. Justin Rose was awesome in this Ryder Cup. He was sensational. He had the task of taking on Pat Cantlay today. He took him to the 17th hole. Uh, he made a lot of big putts down the stretch in his matches. He dragged the left-handed dead corpse of Robert McIntyre around Marco Simone and got him two points, which was kind of amazing. Or I think a point and a half. But Justin Rose was awesome. The Euros were awesome. There's no rhyme or reason to who succeeded for the American squad. Top of the list, bottom of the list, no one was good besides Max. That was, that was basically it. And, and Pat was good uh, the last couple of days. But uh, Xander saw Shoffley went one and three. I mean, it, it's... Anyway, like, it's Europe not, was it, way better. In and of themselves, these results aren't surprising. Like one and three from Shoffley, yeah, I could see that. Like one and a half points from Justin Thomas, yeah, that's not surprising. But then you start adding it all up and you're like, yeah, of course we never had a chance. That's not enough points. Um, the last one, will Justin Thomas be a factor? That one's tough. Um, he was decent. One and a half points. You're, you're comparing him to the rest of the roster, though. Well, One and a half points going in, I don't think, is acceptable. Well, it is because he was stuck with Jordan Spieth, who was the worst golfer in Marco Simone over the course of the Ryder Cup. Um, Justin Thomas did a really good job of, like, Literally, I think there was five holes in a row in one match where Jordan Spieth was out of the hole before he got to the green. And JT was like still scratching out halves and winning holes. JT actually was quite good in spots in this competition. Um, he was definitely one of the top five players for America. There's there's no question about it. But because they weren't even close, he wasn't a factor. So no, JT was not a factor in this event. Um, Nikki, your first one was how much of the course set up home field advantage be a factor? Uh, it seems like you think it's a big one. I do think it's a big one, and I'm not going to get granular and say it's the the width of the fairways or the firmness of the greens. I'm just going to say, look at the result, and look at the results for the last 11 years and tell me that it's not a factor because we haven't had a good Ryder Cup in 11 years, and and this is why. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, you know, JT can't play. He can't hit fairways. And, and I'm just going to say, look at the result and tell me that the team that's setting up the course every time wins easily every time. Yeah. It can't always be that they have better form going in. That would be a hell of a coincidence for five of these now. <laughs> right. Right. And these um, guys know how to travel. Look, they, yeah. they can travel from here to there do. and play good golf. Like I, I, I'm not buying that one either. Every they're not flying year. coach. They're not flying coach. We saw the private jet. <laughs> every successive year, it becomes easier and easier to travel internationally. So yeah, yes. I'm not, I'm not buying that. Um, the next one you had was 
The one element that determines if a Ryder Cup is successful is a Sunday lead change. Now, you didn't get that, but... Yeah, the closest thing we got was looking at our phones in the Ryder Cup app and looking at the scoreboard on TV and saying, hey, if we win the last four matches, we have a chance at retaining the cup. If And I'm looking and I'm like, yes, if Ricky Fowler flips his match in Wyndham Clark somehow, when, our, our, our hopes and dreams are in Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, JT, and Jordan Spieth. And uh, we, we know how that ended. So I watched no, we didn't get an exciting Sunday. Way too much live from the Ryder Cup. Brandel Chamblee must have said like four times on Saturday <laughs> night. Just because something is unprecedented doesn't mean that it can't happen. It just means it hasn't happened yet, which is 100% true. But I felt like I was being sold the bridge by the Golf Channel of an event that was basically over going into Sunday. And they were like, hey, wait a minute. And the only reason why we felt like we had a little bit of drama where it was mathematically possible for the U.S. to retain the cup with four matches left is because there'd been no drama up until that point. The only drama was how long can the U.S. have a stay of execution? And Max Homa was able to do that with an incredible putt. Again, that putt Max made on 18, where if you miss it, the Ryder Cup is friggin' over. And he made it from eight feet with 50,000 euros just ready to harass him if he missed it. And he made it. It's pretty ballsy. And then Ricky dumped it in the water. Look, someone has to be the strikeout in the 8 nothing game. It just happened to be Ricky Fowler. He was the last out. It's not his fault they lost, but he didn't, they didn't win because of him either. Um, yeah, the, no, the no, no tweet, Sunday lead change. The, the best tweet I saw all Ryder Cup, and I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but, but the context is the same, is the United States needs 14 points to retain the Ryder Cup. They need three and a half points to retain their hotel rooms Saturday night. <laughs> I did actually think, and I do think this when I see someone jump out to a big lead in these events, because the Solheim Cup was the was the inverse. The U.S. squad jumped out to a 4 nothing lead in the first session, and when that happens, it doesn't happen very often, or someone has a big lead early, I think to myself, what, what if someone clinched it on Saturday? It's like, possible, my, mathematically. Could you imagine if someone clinched it on Saturday? Europe actually had a chance to do that. Six and a half to one and a half going into Saturday. I'm sure. I'm sure it was talked about on Friday night at the, in the European team room. Like, guys, let's just take care of business tomorrow. How fun would Sunday be if you just like go out and play 18, like Vic Vic Hovland and Ludwig Aberger, um, just out there killing it. By the way, here's a note from the Ryder Cup. I guess Ludwig told people how to say his last name because it's not Aberg, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it. I heard it a ton. They were saying like Auberg. Or they were not saying Aberg. I'm glad he got the stage for that. I'm glad he got the stage for that too. All right, your final one: the Dream Sunday Swing Match. Did you get it? Well, we no, we didn't. We didn't get it. We did get uh, Rom versus Scotty. That was the it was the lead match. Scheffler, uh, he had me thinking for a minute there he was going to win a match, but um, couldn't quite get it out. They they tied that match, um, which is which is kind of annoying. It's a, it's a really annoying way to start Sunday singles when you need to win like eight and a half points to tie. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we did get Ron versus Scotty, Ricky and Victor. No, Ricky was a factor. He, Ricky was essentially a deciding match. Um, it wasn't against it wasn't against Victor. And little did we know at this point. The match we needed was Cantlay Rory, and we were all, we almost got that. They were one yeah. they were one slot apart going into uh, for the for the Sunday singles, um, 
didn't quite get that. That would have been a good one. But would you have would there, you have earnestly rooted for Cantley over Rory in that match? I mean, I was just I was just convincing myself that that Team USA could win. I was I was just Team USA at that point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's at the free throw line. If it's a one point game and it's your team, you you want them to make them both, whether whether you like the guy or you hate him. That's well put. I I, I wanted Europe to win because I put a substantial bet on them and. I felt pretty good waking up Friday morning. And see. I bet you did. I, my, I had to like rub my eyes four times and be like, "What does that say?" I almost, I almost put a tiny wager on the U.S. team today before Just, singles. Sixteen to one. Sixteen to one. I don't know. That's not enough. I would have lost. Yeah. Um, okay. So where do we go from here? Clearly, you have a vision. You want a four-year captaincy. You want a home and an away. You want it bundled together. I think there's no way no. that happens. I, there's I, no way it happens. No one's going to change people anything. Who make these decisions don't care. They just say we're going to set it up our way at home. We're going to get them in two years, and we'll we'll go try our hardest in four years. They don't care. There's no accountability. Like like if you're if the Cowboys are, are doing the same thing over and over and over, and they keep losing every road game. Like if they go eight and eight every year. They win all their home games for a while. Lose <laughs> they lose all their road games. Like somebody's going to have to be like answering to that nobody has to answer to this because zach johnson's gone they're gonna roll somebody else out there we're gonna be excited because it's gonna be a big name who won majors like 20 years ago and we're gonna be like ah this is great this guy was a great player and in in the same cycle is gonna happen like now that especially now that phil mickelson is out of the conversation like there's nobody to be like this is not right did you see the picture that brooks posted no you didn't see that it was clearly tongue-in-cheek and these boys are clearly drunk and don't care but there's a picture of Brooks outside his hotel room, and it's Ricky, it's Sam Burns, it's Xander. Shit, I can't remember the fourth person. But they are all standing like around Brooks. They're flanking him wearing Smash GC t-shirts. <laughs> Which, look, regardless of your that. feelings, I did too. Regardless of your feelings, everyone's like losing their mind over it. And it's like, yeah, of course they are. That's that's what they wanted because ultimately these guys don't don't actually give a shit. They don't actually give a shit. Um, but that that was my saving grace of like maybe there is some unity among these guys is seeing something like that. But I don't know, man. I just I have no faith that it's not like the European team cares more than the US. I don't think that's a like a proper notion. I just think that the United States doesn't prioritize it in the way that Europe does. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Because when you're out there, you're, when you're playing the golf, you you want to win, right? You're in a competition, you want to win. You care just as much as the other guy. I just don't think they care as much like 300, like what are we, 700 days from another right. European Ryder Cup? Like, like Europe is getting ready. Like we're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll worry about it later. But I, I think there needs to be some continuity over i don't know like recent form like where was tony finau i know you know where, now. where exactly where 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 where's i guess dj you know bryson i know those guys weren't in great form and they're not really i want playing. to think of bryson over like eight at least eight american players yeah i, I mean hindsight being what it is but like come on well nick if you if you look at this roster of Ryder Cup players for the American team. Uh, Max Homa, Brian Harmon. Okay, 
I'm going to read you guys. Those that did are not... two best players this year. No, they, they are. I'm actually reading uh, the, 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 the points list from best to worst. Okay. So many of these guys have not won a golf tournament in a long time. Like Xander didn't win a tournament this year. Spieth didn't win a tournament this year. Morikawa didn't win a tournament this year. Justin Thomas barely made cuts this season. Pat Cantlay didn't win a tournament this year. Um, you know, we have three of the four major winners, but that's really a small, small sample size. I don't know, dude. It, you're, you're, you're kind of proving my point. So, like, what you're saying is they're winning golf tournaments is not a predictor of how you're going to perform in the Ryder Cup. So something else has to be a predictor. And right. If only we had a person who got four stabs at dialing in that formula to figure out who was going to play well in this type of event, that might give us some sort of advantage that we currently don't have. Like it and can't hurt to have a guy do four of these things in four years and just make it his thing. Like you're not playing competitively. Maybe you're playing like the senior majors, but like, this is your thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. Freddie. I don't know, man. There's just something about Freddie. He's captain the president's cup before he seems like, obviously he's very cool. Obviously all the players respect him. He seems to have a connection with the younger players and the older players. He seems to be one of those bridge guys. He doesn't have the tiger thing of being like, I know this is less now, but like being a cyborg like Tiger is, there's just something about Fred that I would like to see be a part of this. He's never captained a Ryder Cup before. It's just, it's, it's just so exhausting. Like my dad came over today and he's like, well, the Americans did it again, didn't they? And it's like, yeah, we're going to have this conversation in four years. That's exactly what it is. Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like we're beating a dead horse at this point. Do you have anything else that you wanted to, to, to mention on this? Um, did I mention it's been 11 years since the road team won a Ryder Cup? I think I did. Okay, you yeah, did. I'm, I'm all set. Okay, great. You did. Oh, do you, do you have a Nick Rules? I do have a Nick Rules, yes. Ah, oh, well, we're not going to do Mad Golf for the week because that's America. It is now time for <laughs> in America. Nick Rules, brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code TURN20 at checkout. I, I promised some return to some actual golf rules that might impact our, our listening um, audience. And Brian Romy sent me a rule that he admittedly has been getting wrong all this time. So I thought this would make a great Nick Rules. Wow. Uh, rule 16.1, relief for a ball in the general area. So if you hit your ball, it's like a yard or I guess technically a club length or club length or less in the rough. Okay, but your stance is on in this example is a sprinkler head. You, you get relief because your, your stance is on a sprinkler head. You get one club length relief. Because the rough and the fairway are both part of the general area, you can take that club length, drop your ball in the fairway, and play it from there. Wow. So I can, I, I can technically improve my lie. You can. You can. Because the rules of golf distinguish like the five areas of the golf course. And the general area includes the fairway and the everything that's not the tee box, the putting green, a, a hazard, or the sure. uh, or a bunker. Um, so you can you must keep it within the general area, which could be thick rough, or it could be on the fairway. The rules hurt us so often. Take advantage when they help you. And that is Nick Rolls. Now, Nick... You did the Red Tea Challenge. I'm going to do the Red Tea Challenge. I encourage everyone out there to do the Red Tea Challenge when you can. It's October. The leaves are turning. Your posting season is over in, what, six weeks? Yeah, November November 14th. Yeah. 
man. Well, there's only there's only opportunities for 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 good things going forward. Congrats to Team Europe. Congrats to me. I correctly identified them. I'm gonna gloat a little bit. I'm very happy about that. Wow, what 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 a challenge to correctly identify that the home your the home Ryder Cup team winning winning the Ryder Cup. They were I'm nearly got- <laughs> two to one underdogs when I did. I I just it's yes. it's improbable. You were it's, crazy it's not to do that. I'm gonna start sneezing. I've gotten through it. I'm gonna wrap things up. We'll talk very soon. We'll talk soon, right? We'll talk soon. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time at The Turn.